Hey everyone, sorry, but I have to preempt this episode to tell you that we had some technical difficulties. The second half of um, our guest Mike Murray's interview didn't record. I'm not sure what happened. Mike wants me to just continue and play the music that he brought because he brought some great tunes and I'll just uh, introduce him myself and we'll get Mike back on to finish his stories another time real soon. Really sorry about that, Mike. And while we're here, a couple other things I'd like to share with you that you might be interested in. The first one is a weekly email that I get. It's called The Sound. And what it is is a very concise list of all the bands that are playing around town. Tells where they're playing, how much it is, the type of music it is. It's a real nice list and there's no ads, there's no BS, there's no long descriptions of any kind. It's just a really handy list. And I get it in a weekly email, but if you want to go to their Instagram and check them out, it's The Sound Rock. All one word. I would sign up for the weekly emails because I find it really handy. And the other thing is another um, local podcast that I listen to that kind of inspired me to do this one. It's called The One Drink Podcast. To uh, young guys, Matthew and Oliver, and they don't really have a specific topic or subject, but they talk about a bunch of different things every every episode. It's interesting. You learn some stuff, but most of all, you laugh your ass off. It's just hilarious. Um, so I would definitely check it out. If you go to either of these things, tell them you heard about it here on the Scorgy Cast. Okay, so we'll get back into the episode now. Um, once again, sorry, Mike, but we'll have you back and we'll hear some more of your scorgy stories. Okay, thank you. Okay, everybody, welcome back to the Scorgy Cast. And today we're talking to Mike Murray. I'm sure you all know uh, from the Whole Lot of Shaking Radio Show. Welcome, Mike. Oh, thanks, Mike. Nice to be here. So, um, besides the radio show, uh, were you mostly a fan of bands at Scorgies, or you were in? I was in, in a couple too? of bands that played at Scorgies. My Scorgies story uh, started really when I saw New Math open for the Ramones at the Triangle Theater. I think it was July seventh, nineteen seventy nine. I got still got the ticket stub, so it's easy. Oh, to you're one of those guys. Yeah. Well, the Ramones were. Uh, I mean, I've been in, I remember when I was a young kid in between 65, 64, 65, 66, and all those great songs on the radio. I was small, but I remember them all because the radio was on every day, and I had older cousins that would talk about the bands, et cetera, et cetera, and I loved that high-energy sound that was out then. And, of course, my, my ear was glued to the radio ever since, but, you know, as you know, things changed, and, well, uh, pop radio, which is what I liked, was started to really decline, as you know, in yeah. the early 70s. So um, I got the Ramones record when I was a senior in high school, the 45. I saw him on the House Guitars commercial. Dee Dee said, buy our record. So, so I thought, these guys are cool. And, and I did, and I heard it, and I go, yeah. The first thing it reminded me of was Hocus Pocus by Focus, that same kind the of... The Ramones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. da, ba, ba, ba. You know, it was the same kind of thing, but I'm like, I love that tune used to crank it up in the remote. I'm like, this is great. And these guys look cool. They're not trying to be anything 
you know, leather jackets and, and ripped jeans and sneakers. It's all good. And the song was only like, you know, two minutes long or whatever. Rockaway Beach is what it was. So um, bought the Ramones album and I was still starting to collect. I had been inherited Paul Revere and the Raiders albums and Yardbirds albums from my cousins and Stones. And I went Beatle crazy in 1976 when they did that whole push with rock and roll music and all that. So um, I was really into the, the mid-60s sound of that kind of excitement and energy. And so the Ramones come to town. Well, I was too young to see them when they were at the Penny Arcade the first time. And uh, the second time, you know, I just turned 19. Or, no, I wasn't quite 19 yet. I was still 18. And I went to see them at the Triangle Theater with uh, the one and only Del Rivers, who lived across the street from me. We were, you know, we... we listen to the same radio shows when one of us found a record or whatever we'd bring it over to the other's house and you know just uh, check everything out so we went to that show and i guess there from what i recall there was a balcony section so i went up in the balcony section i said okay well we'll watch this first band well new matt does about three songs and they go no we're going to do a pretty thing song and i'm like huh somebody else knows about this band besides me now i might have known two songs but still um, and this is 1979, so, and I didn't know there were a whole bunch of people out there that were into this stuff. So I look at Del, I go, let's forget about sitting here, let's go down on the floor. And we did, and, you know, I thought they were fantastic. They did a version of Gloria, and Kevin was just yeah. hammering local radio, going, look, I called them up, and I wanted to hear something cool, and all they would do was say, nah, we got to play the, the newest Billy Joel album. That's, you know, that's all we can do, so... Um, was, these guys are great. And then the Ramones came on. And honestly, I like New Math better than I like the Ramones that night. Wow, but, really? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, of course, I'm, you know, my buddies, uh, oh, the best band in the world, but these guys are great. So one of my friends uh, I went to high school with, Bernsey, he, he, you know, we went out drinking one night. And he's like, he's like, Murray, New Math is going to be at Scorgies. What's that? You know, oh, this is bar, blah, blah, blah. So, you know. Cool. So we went and we went upstairs. The downstairs wasn't even open yet. Um, you remember the the main stairway we came in, which I think was on what uh, was on Andrew Street, right? Yep. But you had to uh, instead of going right to the stairway, you had to go through the bar, and there was an entrance at the other end of the bar yeah, that we that. used that to go downstairs and see them, and it was just nuts. It was great. And everybody was, it's wall-to-wall people. Everybody was dancing. They're throwing out bump, bumper stickers. Ro- Radio in Rochester insults my intelligence. Yeah, I had and, one of those on my yeah, car. That's, that's, <laughs> you know, and all that. So I'm like, this is great. So every time they went, I, I went to see them there. Very cool, yeah. And I know you had uh, Gary Trainer on. Uh, yeah, that was a thrill for me because uh, New Maths was oh, one, yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah, I went out and bought the 45 on uh, Reliable Records. Went down to the record archive and got that. And uh, you played you played most of the songs uh, that they did early on on the archive label. And, of course, you played Die Trying. So yep. I brought along uh, Angela okay. with me. And... Uh, I kind of mixed that with a real short song by the Clichés. You remember them? Love Jeff Laban's band? Yeah. yeah. So they were sort of, uh, you know, <laughs> we're a hoot, man. So uh, Yeah, the, the New Math, the Clichés, and Personal Effects were like yeah. my three favorites. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. Campy and the Frenchmen were good. Well, I've got Flash, a couple live cuts from Flash them. Flash Cubes. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a ton of them. Oh, um, yeah. 
But uh, th- yeah, those three were. Yeah. Well, this one, Angela, is just it was a classic. So. All right. You want to listen to that? Amen. Let's do okay. it. Okay. Here's Angela by New Math, and then what? What are we following with? Uh, Big Shot. Big Shot by Cliches. cliches. Okay. Yeah. Here we go.
Okay, yeah, that brings back memories. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah, Jeff is down in the Carolinas now, but he still checks in every now and again. Uh, <laughs> I got I got to get him on the show. Um, yeah. He, he's helped a lot, but I just I don't know how to do the uh, the phone long distance thing i gotta uh, we'll figure it out yeah you know but it's it's definitely worth it for those guys got because they weren't just good they were a hoot they were funny yeah it was fun and and another band like that was uh well the bowery boys with joff wilson they they were great and uh you had cappy and the frenchman like you said now i really knew cappy from new wave night at the penny arcade because i had been going to that yeah, I went to that too. Yeah, and that was it. Could be a little rough at times, but uh, it was Monday night, seventy-five cent low and brow, and you had the burritos and the kid Chipper. Chip, He's, you know Chip. Well, he used to play, you know, a lot of punk stuff. Then he'd throw in like ninety-six tears by question mark or something. Remember how he used to dance with his leg? Oh, yeah. He used to kick his leg out. All I remember is the, you know, the guy that uh, was behind the, uh, who was selling the burritos. You know, I. I said, wow, wow, he's playing question mark in the Mysterians. A guy hands me my food, and he goes, that kid's a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever. It's a Monday night. You know, it was a hoot. And um, You know, I actually it, forgot about that kitchen area now that you yeah, mentioned. I totally forgot yeah. about that. And they had a, remember, they had a dance floor because disco was so big, even the Penny Arcade had a small dance floor over, mm-hmm. if you're looking towards the stage, it was over towards the left and it was like just yes. like lit up squares. And I remember he was playing Rock Lobster. And there's this one woman with a beret on, totally oblivious to everyone else. The only one out there on the dance floor, just dancing like her life depended on it. And I'm just like, this is great. Yeah. These are my people. Yeah. That's good, good memories. <laughs> yeah. So Cappy, um, both Cappy and the Bowery Boys were live on WRUR, live from the Record Archive back in the day, 1980, 81, whenever they started that. And I did bring a couple of tracks. Uh, one is uh, an original they did called, uh, Cappy and the Frenchman, called uh, Ride Back or Run. And then they segue into Just Like Me from Paul Revere and the Raiders, which was a killer version. And then uh, the Bowery Boys with an original, I assume written by Joff, called uh, I Like to Be Alone. Okay, you want to play them now? Yeah, well, please do. All right, lots of music tonight. Um, Sam again? Cappy and the Frenchman is the first one, right? Cappy and the Frenchman doing Ride Back or Run and Just Like Me, the Raiders tune. And I Like to Be Alone by the Bowery Boys. I, I could see why you're on the radio. You... <laughs> <laughs> I'll just kick in here. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Here's Cappy and the Frenchman.
Thanks a lot. Don't shout in my window, knock on my door. Don't try to call me on the phone anymore. And don't write me letters or send me cards in the mail. If I get arrested, don't post my bill. Because I like to be alone. You know I like to be alone. I really like to, I said I like to, you know I like to be alone. Well, the sooner the better that you go away. Why are you still here? I don't want you to stay. Okay, good tunes, good tunes. Indeed. Now, Jeff Wilson with the Briar Boys, he's been down in uh, New York for years now. He's part of the, uh, the music scene down there and doing quite well, from what I can tell from social media. And, uh, you know, Scotty Weichman used to be in that band. He was the drummer. He was a bartender at uh, Scorgies as well, and right. he was in the press tones. And I've got uh, some uh, tracks from them coming up in just a bit. But, Did he uh, pass away? Yeah, some uh, years ago. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty sad. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, a lot of folks uh, check it out lately. So uh, Yeah, I was kind of thinking of doing a... Like a, In memoriam? Yeah. Of people it's from score, you know, Jan, Bob Janik. Oh, and, Bob, yeah. We love Bob. You know, I was in s- several bands with, with Bob. Warren. He was a good friend, and yeah. So, we yeah, my bands, I mean, I... Well, I went down there... I thought it was February 1980, but my jangled memory, uh, apparently it was sometime during the spring or early summer. Uh, Dell and I went to uh, see New Math, and Cappy and the Frenchman were on the bill as well. Where is this? At Scorgies. Okay. And uh, the opening band were called the Chesterfield Kings. Oh, I heard of that. <laughs> so I had just purchased the Nuggets album a year before, and I was like, hey, yeah, now this, this, this is great. And it, it, it clicked with the Paul Revere and the Raiders albums I had and the Yardbirds and the Stones. And I had a 45 and 96 years and all that. So I'm like, wow, I really started getting into the garage rock because somebody on WCMF played Lies by the Knickerbockers. 
And I'm like, I remember that song. What was that? And the guy actually said what it was. So I went out to try and find it. And I, of course, pick up Nuggets, and there it is. Oh, and there's Dirty Water by the Standouts. I know that one. Well, it turns out I knew a couple more songs on the album, but not many. And then started getting into that garage rock, mid-60s, 1966 thing, which I always liked anyway, but it was, you know, really kicked into gear. And uh, so I, I'm walking down the stairs, and I hear a, a version of Evil Heart of You by the Yardbirds, and I'm like, you know, sort of like when New Math played the pretty things. Like, Who the hell's doing this? Who else knows about this? You know, and then I saw them and they're doing one song after another that at least, you know, I knew maybe a handful of them, but I knew who they were. Mm -hmm. And it was was fantastic. And I'm like, oh, I never missed those guys again for years, you know. Oh, awesome. So, yeah. yeah, it was a pretty good time. But um, So, question about the Nuggets. Hmm. That's just a series of garage bands, or is it a band? Well, no. It, in uh, 1972, uh, Lenny K, the guys at Electra, let him... Uh, he wanted to put together sort of a, um, I'll use the proper word, compilation album. On the air, I use compilation because it sounds better. But <laughs> compilation album, sort of like uh, some of the blues collections uh, that had come out in the 60s. And not so much like uh, 500 Golden Oldies or whatever. You know, you know no, none of those tacky things. But, uh, you know, a serious collection. And he started to, whatever, he took... A lot of the songs he remembered, which were only, some of them were only three years old, anywhere from three to eight years old, and put together these songs that he thought had sort of a, a link to them, that were cohesive from the mid-60s. And uh, it took off like nobody's business. Now, obviously, it wasn't a huge seller as far as the charts go, but there was an underground waiting for this. And, and that really set off a lot of people, a lot of collectors to chase after these things who were mostly either in people's attics or in, in the bargain bin somewhere because it was music that was, you know, five years old and nobody wanted anymore. And they began to trade tapes and then the Pebbles LPs came out in the late 70s and the Boulders LPs. And then it was a free-for-all. Are with they all, all more of the same? Or they you know, all the same, all okay. these rare garage uh, groups and uh, it just took off in the uh, early 80s to mid-80s where, you know, everybody was doing a version of that. My band, we had a band called The Reactions, and we uh, pretty much did the whole Remains album. <laughs> yeah. But um, so we ended up playing at Scorgies a few times, and then I was in another band with uh, Bob Janik and uh, Jim Lampert, The Hidden called? Charms. Janik and Lampert, no kidding. Hidden Charms, yeah, Bob and Jim were in that. And uh, Mike Jacoby, a fella, he's out in the West Coast now. He's in Long Beach, California, I believe. He's still a musician. And uh, Judd Williams, that, that Judd Williams guy, he's been in Boston for about well, close to 40 years now, part of the music scene there. So, Very cool. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't know you were in... All those guys, those guys, oh, they just show up. They showed up at one of my parties one day after an insider's gig and just set up all their lights and uh, just started playing another set in our basement. My parents, God bless my parents. And uh, it was just like being in a bar. It was great. Yeah, I've yeah. heard about your parties. <laughs> oh, yeah, they were. <laughs> yeah, they were something else. They were. So, um, yeah, those guys, I saw the insiders. That's the first place I saw them was at Scorgies because I had seen them in the free time, but they were called The Outsiders. Yeah. And I laughed because I'm like, well, The Outsiders had a hit in 1966 with Time Won't Let Me. So I'm like, oh, these guys ought to change their names like anybody knew. 
And it wasn't in the free time, it didn't say 60s rock, because if it did, I'd have gone and seen them. Mm. It just said rock, okay. the insiders. That was that, you know, could have been anything. So, but then once I saw them, I rarely missed that. And plus, it was cheap to get in. You could yes. go see those guys for one or two bucks and some dive. The music was fantastic, and, and the drinks were cheap too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what do you got? Some more, some more music? I have some more music for you. Now, we were talking about Scotty Weichman and the Press Tones. They put out a single on the archive label in uh, 1982. It was called The Passion or the Pain. We're going to hear that. And then uh, right after that, the high techs, who oh. would become personal effects. Right. And actually, the first time I saw them, they were opening for New, new Math at Scorchies. And they put out a single in 81 called Boogaloo Rendezvous. So we're going to hear both of those, starting off with, uh, you know, listen to some of this stuff now. I get a kick out of it.
And you just heard two wonderful slices. The first one was Passion or the Pain by the Prestones. And after that, we heard Boogaloo Rendezvous by the Hitex. That's my radio voice, if you didn't tell. And after that, Mike wanted to play Don't Stop by the Antoinettes and Bongo Party by Delroy Rebop. So let's play them now and check them out.
Elroy Rebop was rocking. I want to thank Mike once again for bringing such a great selection of different bands and, and different songs, all great. And a lot of them uh, are things that I don't have, and I wouldn't even know where to find any of these uh, 45s and rare songs. So it's, uh, it's a treasure to have them and listen to them. And if we didn't um, get to ask Mike before uh, the little mishap, his show is called Whole Lot of Shaking. And it's on WRUR FM 88.5, Saturdays from 4 to 6. I'm not sure if that's streaming. You can get it whenever you want or not, but we'll uh, have to ask him when he comes back. But if you like the variety and selections that you're hearing tonight, I'm sure you'll love his show, so check it out. And next we got coming up, Time Will Tell by The New Toys and Loose Ends by The Natives. So here we go. Let's give it a listen.
two more fantastic songs. Listening to all these songs tonight has really reminded me of what an amazing time that really was back then. All the talent, all the different bands, they all had their own sound, but everyone was friendly and it was like a big family and you'd go to Scorgie's every weekend and even if you didn't know who was playing you'd see one of these bands or two or three of them together and it was just uh, a fantastic time and that's probably why I'm I'm doing this and, and I'm really having a ball doing it and I hope you're all enjoying it. So thanks again, Mike, for bringing these great tunes. Uh, I can't wait to have you back and listen to some more. I hope you have more. I'm sure you do. So we're going to close it out tonight with the Chesterfield Kings. This was a kind of a rough recording because it was a live one from Scorgies with a boombox. So quality might not be that great, but I'm sure the uh, energy and fun will make up for it. So thanks again, Mike. Sorry I screwed up your episode. Hope I did okay. Sure you don't have to worry about me replacing you on the radio. So anyway, here's the Chesterfield Kings with their version of what I'd say. All right, see you, everybody. Come on, we want to see some, uh, some kind of action. Uh, I'm not going to do any more songs.